This is a poem in the poetry book, The Tenth Wonder of the World. It's called The Land, or a subtitle, Kiss the Land. The land upon which we walk, the land upon which our boot heels tread, the land upon which our hands guide the stalk, the land upon which we lay our dead. This land is ours while we're here. This land will give us much as it can take. This is why we must hold it oh so dear, leaving it in place for our children's sake. The land is so beautiful in the spring, holding to its breast the voice of nature, uplifting with life to bring, for without it there would be no creature. We cultivate its fer fer fertility, we seem to ignore its scarcity, we find hope in its stability, and when it's over, we inherit its sanctity. In the summer, we watch the crops bloom into the harvests, hoping that the cycle never stops, providing food to feed our nests. Its green and black skin is only the surface. God is there, no doubt. Beneath is our spirit and our purpose, spreading life all about. In the fall, as the leaves settle to the land, getting ready to go to sleep, why don't mortals understand why nature's children need peace to keep? Times have told us to feed the land. Don't forsake it just for today. Replenish thus our contraband, lest the soul of man will decay. As the winter curtain drops its veil, over the eyes of those that hibernate, the cycle slows to almost stale, putting us humans in a blissful state. The land must stand and never fall. The land is the very roots of everything. The land is the soul of mother and father of all. The land has so much more to which we cling. So dig the dirt and drop the seed, pick its fruit and curse its weed. But please don't forego the need to sing out to nature's creed. Your land is my land, yours to till at my will. If you use it, God be damned if you abuse it. With this statement of inconvenient truth, supported by all, even the youth, that our good earth must sustain its natural worth. Through our committed conservation, reading the signs of deterioration, knowing salvation isn't deprivation, but needs an alliance of each nation to serve Mother Nature's value as all individuals can serve and preserve her for our very survival's nerve, each to his own, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost holds all on Judgment Day. Good afternoon. It's Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois, your podcaster on the American Enterprise Swing Vote Third Party. Uh, today's topic, Climate Engineering of Mother Nature. Did it go wrong? Well, I think it has gone wrong in terms of believing that the Green New Deal or uh, global warming or climate uh, engineering of the climate by protecting the earth from sunspots using uh, reflectors made of materials that could contaminate our atmosphere, it's harebrained. I mean, it's almost as harebrained as Fauci's closing down the country to protect himself from uh, being blamed for the COVID-19 pandemic that he started. Interesting how people that screw up always want to cover up. But anyway, the common sense part of the of the climate engineering is is that we're not going to engineering engineer anything in the climate. It's like saying we're going to going to you know do 
uh, Indian dances to get it to rain when there's a drought. Or we're going to change uh, winter to summer and summer to winter and all these concocted ideas that go way beyond being common sense. Uh, in terms of Mother Nature and Father Time, they're out of our control. No matter what you say or do, or how many cattle or pigs you kill, or how many changes in, in uh, human beings culture or habits won't change the cosmos, won't change the universe, won't change the galaxy, galaxy won't change the earth. That's controlled by something beyond our control. And if you're a quack scientist, you might get people to believe that we're going to save uh, America from flooding waters or hurricanes or tornadoes or forest fires. The Maui fire is going to be because of climate change. Uh, just another political agenda to control the flow of resources. Not for saving anything or anyone. Uh, if you want to save something, save America. Make sure that <coughs> This financial disaster that both parties have created doesn't continue. We need a third party swing vote that can be the referee from harebrained um, giveaways and open borders and, and uh, uh, regime change and uh, trying to outlive the reputation of the country that dropped two atom bombs on on civilians, and then we want to sit here in fear while Russia uses the same fear tactics that, that any other dictator has used, or monarch, or uh, warlord. So we've fallen into the hands of Father Time and Mother Nature, and we aren't going to climb out of it unless we're a healthier country. Uh, healthcare is, is is a government program. How many government programs do you know of that have worked? Really, when you take it out of the hands of enterprise, laissez-free enterprise, nothing seems to work because there's no accountability. Oh, well, we have transparency. Well, big deal. It's already screwed up. It's already gone. No one knows where it went or what those 24 million bureaucrats do other than firemen and policemen and some teachers. We have no idea what they do at the federal level and then redundancy down at the state level. And we have no accountability. The governors are accountable for nothing. They just want to get your vote. They just want to raise money and get your vote. It goes all the way down to the mayors and the commissioners and any <clears throat> Any bureaucrat that's on the payroll expects a paycheck, doesn't expect it to, expect it to be questioned, and will get their health care and will get their pensions, all paid for by, not by the taxpayer. Taxpayer's money is gone by uh, the end of March of every year. No matter what level you go to, taxpayers are not paying the bills. It's borrowed money. Why do you think we have $32 trillion in current liability? And that's at the federal level. The state adds another $50 trillion to that, $80 or $90 trillion. And then factoring in the long-term obligations for Medicare and Social Security and 13 giveaway programs and writing off the college debt and building $800 billion worth of weapons of mass destruction every year, and putting a military anywhere and everywhere to spy on our, our, our enemies, it's just insane. We, we do not have a democracy. We have a two-party, uniparty approach to our government, and the elections are not secure. Our borders are not secure. They're wide open. And uh, everybody in the world wants to come here because they can get their 
piece of the American pie that is gone by the end of March, unless we borrow the money from the peop- the suppliers who ex- 30 countries export more to us than we import to them. And China, a monopsony government, communist government, a, a, a monopsony meaning economically, they're the buyer, the seller of last resort because they control the shipping. They have a shipping monopoly around the world at 100 ports and the South Seas Asian contingency uh, does the supplying and America does the buying and we have to even actually get it off the ships and to our uh, wholesalers and retailers and China controls the two-way shipping. They'll get paid coming here and they'll get paid going there. And they set the pricing. So they they stole our technology or we gave it to them. They upgraded it and then sell it back to us at twice the price plus shipping. So we've lost the, the trade war. There's no getting that back unless we turn the tables on them when it comes to how it's priced. And, and it's not child labor. Go look at their 20 largest cities that are now going to bring them down because of the high cost of, of real estate. They're bigger than New York City. They weren't built by child labor. They were built by Chinese who expect now to get their Social Security and and their paychecks. And uh, they're, they don't have a union. The union is the CCP government, ZZP. They don't have high cost overhead of government. Go read my book, American Enterprise Party, Volume 1. It shows the comparison between what it costs us to run a country and what it costs China to run a country. They're $12 trillion ahead of us every year when it comes to how to run a a government. We have 50 Republicans that are not accountable. They have one Republican that, that the 750 million workers are accountable to. So the, you know, wake up, America. I guess we've all fallen, fallen asleep with a, a two-party system that ceased being two parties. And now all we have to, 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 uh, to worry about is who's going to be the next president of this failing financial and societal um, uh, nightmare. The American dream is no longer a dream. It's a nightmare. And we have to get it back. We have to turn the tables on on these 30 nations that sell us more than we, than we sell to them. And it's not just getting the manufacturing or supply lines back here. No, it's making sure that, that those exporters are paying the shipping and they're paying the, for displaying it on our shelves. We're the biggest consumer in the world. We should be running the marketplace. We're not. No, China is with its shipping monopoly and its monopsony government. And it has now collectively brought India, Pakistan, South Korea, (coughs) Vietnam, the Philippines, Taiwan, all under their wing through some belt of the road financing by the International Monetary Fund that loans them a trillion dollars to take over the seas and the uh, distribution around the world. That includes Central and South America, the Suez Canal, uh, the the, uh, oceans, uh, the tributaries, wherever the hundred different ports are. They are shipping using their 5,400 cargo ships with containers 24,000 containers, 20-foot containers per ship that are all managed mostly out of Shanghai from a 14,000-acre container uh, farm that is handled by robotics, not by human labor. The human labor is when it gets here. And our 20 ports, we're unloading it with human labor we're putting on, on our planes, trains, and automobiles to get it to the marketplace, all by human labor. And then we don't even charge for the use of our shelf space or our Amazon distribution system. 
Amazon is employed by China and its South Seas Consortium. And so is Walmart. And so is all of the the, uh, wholesalers, retailers, Costco, uh, you name it. We no longer control the, the sale and distribution of products around the world as we did. And our currency will soon be replaced by the uh, Chinese cryptocurrency that they have in, in motion through the World Bank and the Import Export Bank and the United Nations and the World Health Health Organizations. They they are, they have in, ingrained themselves in all of those. While we f- have internal fights between the Hatfields and the McCoys and the Hatfields or uniparty government that each party wants to be in charge for the rest of the century, trying to hide the debt and tell everybody that uh, we need to increase taxes to be able to save uh, Mother Nature from itself. So I hope you enjoy this. I I hate being a war or a a, a, um, down and outer, but Take a look at the details of the situation. Go to the U.S. debt clock and take a look at uh, how we compare with other countries, uh, how we look when you record all of our debt and don't hide it, uh, how each state is in trouble and claim to have the claim they have surpluses when they add the borrowing to the to the uh, cash receipts to say they balance their budgets. They're all borrowing. Taxes are all gone by the end of March. So, you know, guess where that's going to end up? In bankruptcy. When our 30 other nations say we don't want to take the U.S. Treasury bills in payment any longer, or our fiat currency, our dollar bill, that then becomes the Chinese currency setting the the, the exchange rates. Uh, and, the, and our stock markets are hedging against America and for China and, and the oligarchs uh, around the world, then we will have to do a reorganization, start giving haircuts to those countries that are, that have, that are holding our $7 trillion of treasury bills and get, get down to the break-even point so we have cash flow. Our great our our um, GDP uh, is no longer growing. China's GDP, our GDP was transferred to them when we transferred the supply lines over there, and we're not going to get them back by saying we're going to give tax breaks to corporations who will you know good heartedly come back here. So anyway, uh, I don't have much of a of a listening audience yet, but I'll keep at it. And uh, send some of these to your to your friends and to your uh, family. Talk to you later. Bye. Climate engineering of Mother Nature side effects. What could go wrong? Far from being a pollutant, carbon dioxide is far from being a killer. It is the most important airborne fertilizer in the world. Without it, everything dies a Mother Nature death. For the Epic Times article by Augusta Zimmerman and John Harnett there is a cost of meddling with Mother Nature. Previous solar system. Like blocking sunspot changes. Previous solar minima and many ice ages have brought in wars, social upheaval and regime changes. Many have died in these changes. But also freezing temperatures reduce crop yields and millions die from starvation and cold. Leave it to the Green New Dealers to screw up the natural evolution of the Earth's response to the universal changes that are not to be controlled. Attached are the ramifications depicted in the poem by Jerry Rhodes The edge of the forest where the natural balance destroys never fixes anything out of the reach of humanity. Such as anthropogenic global warming is real and that carbon emission are causing this phenomenon. So, the purpose of dimming the sun is to control alleged anthropogenic global warming at what unnatural costs. The unintended consequences could be devastating if you change the soils by spraying the upper atmosphere, because spraying chemicals reduces the moisture content, poisons the trees so they dry more than usual, and as a result, burn at much higher temperatures. Because of this, the forests would become drier and drier. This means when the fires burn, they've more intense than before. 
Could these potential projects of spewing chemical agents into the Earth's atmosphere to reflect sunlight, including heavy metals such as aluminum, barium, strontium, and others, cause a dimming of the sun's energy reaching the surface of the planet that would cause something like a nuclear war? Massive amounts of dust suspended in the upper atmosphere dim the sun but also cause a perpetual nuclear winter, where crops fail to grow and millions or billions starve to death. Atmospheric and climate manipulations was once considered conspiracy theory along with chemtrails, but having let Dr. Fauci close down our country for a problem caused us such an event. Zhu listened to my podcast on how the COVID-19 virus was sequenced in a Fauci lab in 1984 and ended up in the Wuhan lab in 2019 for gain-of-function experiment he covered up with his Bend the Curve Quack Science. Now anything seems possible. Beyond the truth about global warming, climate change, climate engineering, the Green New Deal, and Michael Crichton's State of Fear book we have a blunder of epic proportions proposed by the gloom and doomers for a political holocaust of the American dream for those who believe in government down rather than solutions upward from the land, and the human capital on the ground. Proposed in my American Enterprise Swing Vote Third Party, Volume Why We the People Have to Do It, Volume 2 How We the People Will Save the Great American Enterprise from Bankruptcy, and Volume 3 Who Will Do It, By the People, Risk-Taking American Workers Banded Together to Practice Humanism Over All the Other Isms, Ask not what you can do for your party. Ask what you can do for your country. See my book for the six steps to keep America great through liquidity and retaining the GOAT status in the world of trade by promoting humanism and peaceful coexistence. 1. Turn the tables on the Chinese CCP Incorporated's global monopsony government and monopoly shipping oligarch. Build our own shipping and distribution business. 2. Protect the dollar as the reference currency in worldwide trade. The Fed through a central bank will control the USA cryptocurrency. 3. Finance the turnaround of the American trade GDP, cash flow and undercapitalization. American hedge funders, mutual funds, 40.K funds, millionaires, billionaires will finance the turnaround by purchasing American 10% yield 30-year trade war bonds. 4. Close the borders to illegal immigrants and go get the cartels with our military taking action for an elimination of drug and human trafficking. 5 elect a president who will select a cabinet that will go to war against our adversaries in trade and cultural values. 6. Have the third-party swing vote party members be the referee for all proposed House bills and Senate laws going to the president. Using laissez-faire free enterprise as the middle-of-the-road consensus governance using gap accounting to hold all our leaders accountable for positive financial and societal outcomes through problem-solving by not just passing new and getting rid of old unneeded laws. This is a poem in the Tenth Wonder, called The Edge of the Forest. Standing on the tundra is a herd, unmoving and alert. Above circles a scavenger bird, moving and inert. Lying on the tundra is a pack, creeping and poised, behind following the predator's track are the litters, hunger-voiced. This is the drama of nature's balance, of wolf versus caribou. Backstage awaiting their entrance, the ravens, as the predators slew. This is the miraculous scheme of things, where there is no beginning or end, except the chase and the fear it brings, until the kill or injuries mend. The chase begins and picks up speed. Run, caribou, run. The plot thickens. Will the wolf pack feed upon the stamina then done? A wolf is better alone in the hunt. No, a wolf is never alone in the hunt. A pack is to strike. But the caribou is too quick, far in front, and cunning hunger ends the like. As persistence is to stalk, to seek. The scent is there. A wolf seeks out the weak, set in motion to snare. The hunt may last for days, but the economy of the Arctic is sure. To a ritual older than human ways, no pursuit ends in failure. So one-on-one it leaps. The wolf strikes a straggler, only to lose its grip. Away it creeps. Blood is drawn, senses stir. A sniff of blood is now the trail. Only one target the wounded, inevitably doom comes to the frail. Ten seconds as death is sounded. After the neck is broken and hunger abated, dependent scavengers stand in line to fill their needs, appetites sated, 
as wolves upon caribous, they dine. To the herd, the kill is merely an episode. They continue to move in time. Balanced is the system not to erode, because the mothers are in prime. The stomping grounds are littered raw, with the calves a life is born. And to the immaculate natural law, their instincts form future forlorn. Of age and winter descending, an urge to move is there. The herd starts again to sending themselves against the lair. Wolves and waiting predators seek the prey, knowing they will come. Because it's meant to be that way, nature's balance is not dumb. As the guarding of the species, for the fittest will be strong without need for outside crises. Human ta- humans tag along. Until their crisis at the American border, on the hallowed ground of the grizzly, they and man bother the order until the system fails predictably. The herds and packs are depleted, close to extinction, causing wildlife to look defeated without distinction. Humans react almost too late. No fault is accepted. Blamed upon the quirks of fate, reasons are emancipated, then enunciated. Standing on the edge of the forest, we look with awe upon the miracle in which we've messed, hoping to restore nature's law. Nature's law, which has never been forever, passing before and after us, relentlessly to be enforced despite endeavor, never ending as we must. Believing this is standing with the maker, accepting the balance for ourselves and the caribou's predator, survival is not by chance. No longer endangered are the caribou, nor are the wolves forced south into the USA just down from caribou lost to packs of wild coyotes or a dog's mouth. The sounds are back, howling from the pack, while the caribou are alert to the threat coming too. Keeping the edge of the forest in balance, the sum of one wolf quest is to take two caribou to a rest, too many of either they must digest. Then natural law will not divest the survival of either's treasure chest called survival of the fittest and the death of the unfittest is the way I would end the poem. You make your own ending. This is going to be a podcast about what I found out in researching China's monopoly uh, in the shipping business and the foreign trade business, the global trade business, the supply line business, as it relates to America and uh, our uh, negative imbalance of trade. Uh, What I'm finding out by going back into a place called thelodestar.com out of uh, the Great Britain, the United Kingdom, where it keeps how all this works. Uh, As I suspected, China builds its own cargo ships. They they have 5,400 ships. That doesn't include the military. That's just for trade. And they go as big as the biggest, which is Atlas or uh, Tessa, which uh, Tessa's 24th thousand um, containers. Those would be the 20 foot containers. Um, and then 18,000 40 foot containers. Uh, and they control 75% of the uh, 90% of the trade around the world is done by seas. The Atlantic and the Pacific are the main tributaries, but uh, it goes into uh, Africa, uh, India, um, and if they're not transporting directly to a port, a a port of entry, they're transporting through their Belt Road program, which includes transport by trains, planes, and automobiles, 
to get their products to 130 countries around the world. So what I'm referring to here is, is China. Is, they call themselves CCP Inc., the Chinese Communist Party Incorporated, <clears throat> which in my economic definition would be a monopsony. <clears throat> monopsony, monopsony is a, a, an entity that is the buyer of last resort. In other words, it is bio, buying from its oligarchs or monopolies within the confines of China and then controlling it with their own pricing system, their own pricing app, uh, which includes shipping. And all of those are based upon the, the variables that go into shipping, uh, into location, uh, what's being shipped, how it's being shipped, quantities, uh, and the app that controls the pricing. So, in my estimation, China CCP Inc. is a monopsony, and the oligarchs, the shipping company, the COSCO, which is the, the Chinese um, um, shipping company, the major Chinese shipping company, and they have more than one, uh, <clears throat> are basically monopolies that control the shipping and distribution of goods all over the world. And this is how they see their ability without take, make, taking a shot of any military weapon to be able to control the worldwide economy. And as America stands, having been that hegemon, having been in that position, and now having lost that position by transferring uh, wealth, our GDP, by now having to be the importer, not the exporter to China, and from other countries likewise, 30 countries where we have a negative imbalance of trade, totaling approximately a trillion dollars a year, which then requires our borrowing because we don't have the cash flow to we have to <clears throat> we have to buy on credit and that credit is, is supported by treasury notes anywhere from uh, two weeks to 30 days to six months to a year to five years and 10 year um, and 30 year inst borrowing instruments china presently holds our paper to the extent of $1.3 trillion, running it through the CCP Inc. monopsony and monopolies. And our wholesalers and retailers are picking up the, the cost of shipping. And China controls two-way shipping. They'll bring the export to our 20 uh, ports of entry we have to unload it for physical labor, labor, take it out of the containers, get it on the rail cars or on the semi trucks, um, who then deliver it to the wholesale and re retail markets. And then they're displaying, we're displaying the wholesaler Costco here and Walmart and uh, Amazon are displaying those uh, at no cost to the supplier. <clears throat> so we're covering also the marketing costs <clears throat> through our economy uh, for getting the products to the consumer. Where does the power rest with all this? Well, <clears throat> China thinks it rests with them since they have a, a monopoly on the shipping and the, and the distribution because they have set up robotics in, <clears throat> and Shanghai is the biggest port and handles 75% of their shipments. They have set up a 14,000 acre uh, field of containers and those containers are loaded in, and then loaded on the, their cargo ships for destinations all over the world and the principal destination being the American 20 20 ports of entry.
So they're controlling that end of the uh, supply line. And, of course, our politicians say, well, uh, America first, don't buy their products. Well, we don't supply those products anymore. So that's a, that's a, a, a baseless solution. And as it stands, that isn't going to change until we turn the tables on this system that we uh, originally invented, and they have improved, reverse-engineered everything, including the robotics unloading and the cargo ships and getting them here, and we have to unload them with manual labor, and then we have to have manual labor drive the trucks and the trains and the, and the airplanes to get them to uh, the consumers. So they have a two-way shipping monopoly because after their ships are emptied here, they want to be loaded to take product to those countries that we export to. So there is no way that we can turn the tables on them and get rid of our imbalance of trade. We can't do that by, by uh, tariffs or embargoes or... Uh, what's the other word, Uh, sanctions, we have to take back what we've lost here. We used to do the exporting. We used to have to hire the the shipping companies to do that for us. Now China has got that all incorporated in their CCP Inc. uh, government. And, of course, they don't have strikes over there. Everybody just works. And they don't have child labor anymore. They have hard-working Chinese workers that have Social Security. They have full health care. So now we're being misled by our politicians that all we have to do with China is just build a bigger weapon of mass destruction and scare them to death. Well, (laughs) they're taking that technology and improving it, and they're going to turn it on us. So they, they got us afraid, as well as under their thumb for international uh, shipping. So I think it's about time that we, that we recognize that the Chinese uh, have outsmarted us, they have outpicked our pocket, and they will continue to do that. America got its goat positioned by all, all people in this country working together during the World War II to win that war in four years and beat the Hitler's Um, war machine that took him 10 years to build and then we took the top spot but now as we have uh, fallen to the gridlock uh, political system of two parties we now are the major consumer for the world we haven't used that leverage at all we're we're paying shipping so from now on to turn the tables we don't pay fob destination we pay FOB shipping uh, uh, point. Where the shipping starts, that's our pricing. And they have to cover the shipping. Unless they want to make deals on the shipping, uh, we're going to use the shipping as a technique to get the suppliers to come closer to the market. Uh, that's, that's the way to cut shipping costs. That's the way to make it cheaper to... to uh, uh, feed our consumers consumerism so um, a third political party which is what I represent I founded and I'm CEO of the American Enterprise Party is that we have to conduct a business this this is not international warfare as we've known it in the past with military boots on the ground and and dropping a-bombs on civilians no, this is a trade war. This is a worldwide trade war. And we're losing it big time. We're financing it, and then we're the biggest consumers, and we're paying uh, the monopsony, the Chinese monopsony, and their monopoly, their oligarchs, to get it here. And then we have to incur labor, manual labor, at high costs to get it to the consumers. That's inflationary. And it is the back the backbone of inflation, and the fact is is that Russia took over is taking over the energy production. Uh, our <laughs> green new dealers have cut off our energy uh, income and profits that are now coming from uh, Russia, natural gas and 
and uh, we uh, we want to repair Ukraine so we can get uh, products out of them. And it's coming from Iran, the the fossil fuel energy, and from OPEC and China is is teaming up with those sources. They are the biggest uh, uh, polluter, along with uh, Japan and India. And they, if they're in the, uh, um, they're in the Paris Accord, but they're not moving. They'll move to it slowly, and we we made some co- insane commitment to that. By 2050, we'll be emissions free. We're never going to be emissions free in this century because it supports the generation of electricity. So the so-called invention by Elon Musk of the electric car, I hear that all the time. Oh, he, he invented the electric car. He didn't invent anything. He's a pyramider. He's pyramiding his success by getting into PayPal at the right time, and SpaceX and and, and uh, uh, Tesla. Uh, he's a pyramider. So is Gates. He stole his product from Xerox. Uh, Buffett. He he he's selling all of the the consumer goods here that have to be produced elsewhere, and then we pay the shipping, except for Dairy Queen, uh, and uh, the products are purchased overseas. So if you really look at it as a business with American capitalism, the shareholders uh, coming together in a, uh, I'd call it a team environment when it's in its business, with the American human capital, which are the workers. They come together every day in our businesses. It used to be supplier and manufacturing and, and drilling and, and fossil fuel uh, production? No, no longer. That's being cut off. Uh, we're cutting off our nose to save our face, and the face is our political system, which is gridlocked and divisionary. Divisionary. So you, you, you need to listen to my podcast because we're getting into the real meat of what we have to fix. And unless we fix it, we're the ones in a fix. We're already bankrupt when you record all of the obligations that we have, in addition to those that are on the $31 million books that they're going to, they're going to let it slide to $50 trillion. And it, all it does is we have to add more borrowing into the receipt side because we don't have the revenue and the cash flow to, to support even the interest payments on $50 trillion of debt. And behind that is the unrecorded obligations of Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Social Security that are going to get higher because of the aging of our baby boomers. And we haven't recorded any or accrued any uh, cash to pay that as it gets higher and higher. They say we'll be out of money in Medicare in 40, 2046. We're going to be out of money for any of this stuff over the next 50, 40, 50 years. Uh, 60 years, and our political system is going to take us there quicker because there isn't any alternative except to the red and the blue. And the swing voters are the independents, and they swing one way or the other. They don't have a party. They don't have a, a, a platform. The American Enterprise Party is to represent the independent voters. So they have something to vote for. And they have people that represent what I'm talking about. Enterprise is the what made America great. We shouldn't be using Hitler's MAGA, make Germany great again. We're using, again, make America great again. It's already great. We need to keep it great. And we can't have this BBB bullshit. That's just build back bigger and, and not better government. So listen on, folks. I've got solutions here. You can read them in my books. It's called the American Enterprise Party Trilogy. Volume 1, why we have to do it. The forefathers thought this would happen. As the two-party system becomes one party for the rest of the century is, is no better than China or Russia or Iran. It's still one party. And the second volume is how do you go through a quasi-reorganization of America to make sure we can pay down the current debt to 75% of GDP and cash flow and we can start accruing some some investments are we should be investment investing in energy production we should be investing in solar uh, putting solar up into the satellites and and wireless back to our grids 
uh, we can we can get technology. We are the ones that invent things, and then the rest of the world makes money on them. So listen up, America. We can do some great things if we have the right leadership. The current way we've got the, everything organized around institutions and the institution of government and our Constitution that has 28 amendments now watered down, which should the Constitution should represent the boundaries and the rules. And, and no, we're not going to uh, throw the Justice Department out. We should make them accountable. We should, we should have our governors accountable for analytics, for our societal things. They should have to do uh, ESG and DEI on themselves, rate themselves. And then the one that rates the best is the winner of the uh, United States Super Bowl. Uh, that's the way I see it. We have to have accountability. And we won't get accountability until we hold them accountable on certain analytics. And those are in my volume two on how to do this. And then volume three is who in the world is going to do this? Well, the 300 to 330 or 50 so-called Americans now, including the illegals, are going to have to step up. They're going to have to work. They're going to have to have a, have a, a learn to earn and have a skill to build. That's the slogan. And also, to be able to finance and fund this, we're going to need um, war bonds. I call them the uh, enterprise war bonds. Just like we had the, the USA war bonds in Second World War and used that to finance our winning of the war. We're going to have to have um, trade war bonds, let's call them. USA trade war bonds. And then the big guys, the billionaires that claim they have all these these assets that, that, that they can't liquidate, they're going to have to invest in these war bonds instead of the hedge funds that are, that are, that are going to rebuild Ukraine instead of stopping Russia when we should have, and also investing in the Chinese oligarchs. They're a brotherhood of monopolies on our, on our stock market. They won't even let us on their stock market. No, they, they'll, they're plenty happy to buy our bonds and treasury bills and then make a call on them when we can't make the interest payments. So this is business. This is not, this is not a monopoly game. This is the monopsony game. And if you want to look that word up, and also on my website, I have invented a monopsony game that shows how you're going to win uh, when Big Brother and the Brotherhood have taken over the world and put government in Beijing. Uh, and then they'll use fear, hunger, and threat of, uh, of, of weapons of mass destruction that they've stolen from us to keep us uh, fearful and hungry and withholding certain consumer goods that, that they know we have to have. So, you know, this is a, not a novel. This is the real world. And I'm making a speech here on my patio because I don't have any listeners here, but I have a podcast and you can come in and get it. It's called the American Enterprise Party. Uh, hope to Hope to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to do a YouTube video, too. Over and out. This is a poem from the Ninth Wonder of the World. It's rather long. It's called Blind Worshippers. Are you seeing the goal line or the sideline? Do you worship the divine from the back of the line? Do you stand up for someone else or do you stand for you? Do you vote for a principle or blindly for the red or blue? What if your goals are strong and the words to the song are leading us as a throng together just to belong? Oh, do you march to your own, or do you march to your own sight and stand up for what's right in spite of fright and dimming of the light? The masses are blind worshipers being led by the intellect of others. Not necessarily, toward, not necessarily towards their own beliefs, placing faith in the water and not the reefs. Why is PhD smarter than me? Why is politician more than a plea? Why is a bureaucrat just that? Why are they misleading me? 
because we let them spin the facts in their favor without regard to sin or the latest flavor. Wake up, small man, small men and women. It is not the gospel or the hymn that you are listening to and chase. They're back, not watching their face. Reverence to the reverend or to the pursuit of truth, judging the judge or believing in the sludge. As we are conviction as we are convention bound and the caucuses abound, do we hear the truth or the pursuit of the youth? While the non believers, dropouts and underachievers, waiting for the time to vote for the donkey, elephant or a goat. Our country is founded by the the elite. It is run by their twists and deceit. But will the followers of the followers continue to believe in the thunder, not the showers, raining down us on us in debt and taxes without acknowledging that the fact is the two parties do not represent what is heaven sent. That being responsible and forthright, not just making noise and bullying a fight while the economy and budget burn down America's ability to express our concern. While the Bushes and Clintons fiddle, I could say also while the Bidens and Trumps fiddle, with all the rest of us in the middle, realize that we don't hear the facts, just the monarchy's cards being stacked. All the way down to the Iowa caucus, being touted as standing for all of us with blind worship to the sinking ship. Wake up or get off the ship. That is the message for the trip. Will the people that caused the problem be who we reelect as the flower rather than the stem? Break the mold and gather an alternative, someone that will represent where we live. It is is in the trenches of small, not tall. It's the common sense of the small. The message being that peace is better than decease. The message being that overtaxing is lying to our future left waxing. The message that a two-party system isn't going to give us the stem to a flowering nation when it is destroying our passion. Stop worshiping the message. Listen to the rest of the stage. Stand up and make your voice so we vote for an alternative choice. Then we can pursue truth and not just the spin for the youth, giving the aging Americans representation by their daughters and sons who worship our maker, not the lawmaker. Thank you.